0: Next, on the 5 O'Clock Report.
1: I I, I do support fracking.
0: My heart really went out to John Fetterman. There are criminals out there. We can focus on keeping them safe. We the jury find the defendant guilty. It's wrong. It's ridiculous. It's unfair.
2: Now, let's go to the newsroom. Who won? Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. No shortage of takes on who won or lost a couple of key campaign debates last night. While voters will ultimately answer that question 13 days from now, pundit opinions abound. In Pennsylvania, many wondered how much U.S. Senate hopeful John Fetterman would struggle in a live TV forum as he continues to try to recover from a stroke and struggle he did. I I, I do
1: support fracking and I don't I don't. I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support
0: fracking.
2: News Nation political editor Chris Steierwald.
0: My heart really went out to John Fetterman as he struggled. Watching as he tried to answer that question about his flip-flop on fracking was heartbreaking.
2: Fetterman and Republican candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz also tangled on abortion. I
0: don't want the federal government involved with that at all. Roe v. Wade, for me, is should be the law. The abortion decision should be left up the states. And specifically when John Fetterman You roll wants, with Doug Mastriano. Well,
2: Federman's advisors say his campaign will continue to hammer away on abortion rights for the rest of the campaign. Oz today campaigning alongside former Trump administration diplomat Nikki Haley. In New York, what to do about crime was the main topic in a debate featuring Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul and Republican Lee Zeldin. Zeldin's been focused on crime concerns from day one. There are criminals out there who need to pay the consequences for their action instead of the catch-release policies that Kathy Hochul champions. Responded the governor. First of all, you can either work on keeping people scared or you can focus on keeping them safe. Zeldin's hoping to become the first Republican in 20 years to be elected governor of New York, while Hochul, who succeeded disgraced Governor Andrew Cuomo, seeks to become the first woman to be elected governor of New York. We have a verdict in Wisconsin.
0: We the jury find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks
2: guilty of first-degree intentional homicide as charged in count one. Judge Jennifer Darrow reading the verdicts after a jury convicted Daryl Brooks Jr. of killing six people and injuring more than 60 when he drove into last year's Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Missouri police say the family of a man who killed two people at a school this week did all they could to monitor him. That included tracking his mail and removing a gun from the house. Police say the family is cooperating after a 61-year-old physical education teacher and a 15-year-old sophomore died in St. Louis. Russia's ambassador to the United Kingdom says his country will not use nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Andrei Kalin made that remark after repeated warnings that Russia might resort to such weapons as its war in Ukraine drags on, but he stated that it's, quote here, out of the question. It's wrong. It's ridiculous. It's unfair. That's President Joe Biden, who says the administration is taking action today to put more money in your pocket by cracking down on so-called junk fees. Today's
0: actions are going to save consumers more than one billion dollars each year.
2: And that's a lot of money. Speaking at the White House, Biden said they're going to eliminate fees such as overdraft penalties from banks, hidden hotel costs and extremely high credit card late fees. Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito calls that leak of their landmark abortion opinion a great betrayal. The leak also made those of us who were thought to be in the majority in support of overruling
0: Roe and Casey targets for assassination.
2: Justice Alito referring to a California man who was arrested in June near the home of Justice Brett Kavanaugh armed with a handgun and burglary tools. His comments came yesterday during a Heritage Foundation event when he was asked about the court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. No arrests in that Supreme Court leak, which happened in early May. Health news now. COVID, flu, RSV. Now here comes the next global health issue. CBS's Vicki Barker says there's a fungus among us. The World Health Organization says cases of once rare, deadly fungal disease have soared since the early days of the pandemic with some 4 out of 10 COVID patients on ventilators picking up a secondary infection. The fungi can spread into the sinuses, bones, brain and eyes, killing or blinding many victims. Yet the WHO notes fungal infections receive less than 1.5% of all infectious disease research funding, calling them one of the fastest emerging threats to human life and health. And elsewhere, if you want to ward off dementia, New survey says you better take care of that high blood pressure. Studies conducted in 20 countries included more than 28,000 older people. Researchers suggest any treatment to lower blood pressure is effective in preventing dementia, including diet, exercise, and medication. CBS's Michael George. A Scottish venue owes a prominent American evangelist over $110,000. Mark, a judge in Glasgow has ruled that Scottish Event Campus owes Franklin Graham the money for canceling a 2020 outreach over his remote Marks on issues like homosexuality and Islam. The judge says the venue violated a UK anti-discrimination law when it quashed the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association event. Tracy Lynn, Family Life News. Thank you, Tracy. Well, goodbye, Lightning. Apple is set to fully switch over to USB-C chargers from the Lightning cable for its future iPhones. This comes after the European Union voted to enforce a common charging standard for all smartphones beginning in 2024. Speaking at a Wall Street Journal event yesterday, Apple's worldwide marketing chief said the company will obviously have to comply with the EU's ruling and says Apple just has no choice. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, more analysis of last Last night's high-stakes Pennsylvania U.S. Senate debate, prepping for tomorrow's presidential visit in central New York, and a PA school district's plan for fighting learning loss.
1: I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. The call for tonight, mainly cloudy, breezy with showers and low temperatures ranging in the 40s, cooler than recent nights. Noticeably cooler tomorrow compared to recent days. Morning clouds yielding to a sunnier sky, the high reaching the 50s. Then on Friday, partly sunny and crisp, high in the 50s, a little milder over the weekend with some sunshine expected Saturday and Sunday.
2: Thank you very much, Kevin Williams. Check back with you in a couple of minutes. Right now, looking at the stories, making news where you live, across New York and Pennsylvania. Back to last night's highly anticipated TV debate between Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz and Democrat John Fetterman. It did nothing to quell lingering concerns about Fetterman's health following a stroke. His response on a question about fracking left many wondering whether or not he's fit to serve. I,
1: I do support fracking and I don't I don't. I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking.
2: Michael Gere is president of the Pennsylvania Family Institute. He spoke with Family Life's Bob Price. I think anybody
0: who witnessed what happened in that debate would have serious questions about John Fetterman's ability to conduct himself as a United States senator.
1: Why would the Democrats agree to this debate if they knew? Maybe they didn't know how bad his speech is, but
0: why would they agree to this if they did know. You know, that is a good question. And uh, there are even people, uh, you know, on social media that were tweeting last night and posting comments about why would John Fetterman's wife, someone who loves him and should be caring for him and watching out for his best interests, allow him to proceed in this candidacy. He has had six months since his stroke, uh, and uh, doctors say he's improved significantly. And if last night was an indication of how much he's improved, you have to wonder how bad it really was and why he was permitted to continue even in the race much less participate in a debate.
2: Michael Gere with the Pennsylvania Family Institute speaking with our Bob Price. The fourth anniversary of the attacks on the Tree of Life synagogue in suburban Pittsburgh being observed today. An alleged white supremacist reportedly shot and killed 11 worshipers at the synagogue in the Squirrel Hill neighborhood in 2018. A U.S. district judge who's overseeing charges for Robert Gregory Bowers tells CNN that his trial will happen next year, most likely between April and June. The federal judge has also denied a request by the defense to do an anonymous survey of the religious affiliation of potential jurors. The shooting, the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history. State GOP lawmakers are trying to get legislation passed before the election break that would slow down ESG considerations. That acronym asks corporate investors to factor environmental, social, and governance scores into their decisions when issuing loans and insurance. The idea controversial because conservative lawmakers contend that ESG considerations impose personal values on businesses. A Wilkes-Barre PA school district is fighting learning loss with a reading buddy system. When we could identify Students who are struggling early in their academic career, if we could help them now, can we improve their outcomes later in their other school years and then later in life? That's Bill Jones with the United Way of Wyoming Valley. Solomon Plains Elementary Principal Justin Correll tells Newswatch 16 Wilkes University students spend time helping first graders. We are super excited for this program. I came from a school as the assistant principal that already had this program and have seen huge success with it. Experts encourage moms and dads to read aloud with their kids at home as often as possible. Three Blair County trailer homes destroyed in a fire this morning. WTAJ reports that nearly a dozen area fire departments responded to the blaze in East Freedom Township. All three homes unoccupied at the time, no injuries reported. State police and fire marshals are probing the ashes now for the cause of that fire. The Pennsylvania Department of Health will now allow people as young as 16 to request their own birth certificate. The agency claims the move will help make it easier for 16- and 17-year-olds to get their birth certificate. Certificate, which is needed to apply for a driver's license or college. To New York now. The Diocese of Buffalo in New York State reaching a landmark deal to settle a lawsuit against pedophile priests. Marley tests with WIVB-TV with the details. The settlement is the first of its kind in New York State. It will require the diocese to follow through on child protection measures, which includes monitoring of priests who were credibly accused of abuse and removed from parishes. The diocese has hired Melissa Potzler, the former assistant district attorney for Erie County, to handle abuse claims. My job is to protect the children, the young people, the vulnerable adults from any more harm. The state says the diocese did not help protect young people from being sexually abused and tried to cover up that abuse for years. The Livingston County Sheriff's Office says the body of a man was found in a creek near Canisius Lake today, the body found in Lakeville near the intersection of Big Tree Road and Stonehill Road. No further information available as an investigation into that death gets underway. A boil water advisory is in place for residents of Variesburg that order will remain in effect until further notice. Wyoming County says it's due to a water system leak which has left the main storage tank, low. that ups the chance that harmful microbes and untreated water could make it to your tap. Officials expect that boil water order in Variesburg to stay in place for the next four to five days while they try to make some repairs. Preparations underway in central New York to make way for tomorrow's visit from President Biden linked to computer chip fabrication. ABC9's Ashley Cafaro says the details are sparse right now.
0: We do know he will be giving his remarks inside the SRC arena. Public records show airspace has been restrained over Syracuse from 1:15 p.m. to 6:15 p.m. tomorrow and OCC has canceled classes for the day.
2: Onondaga Community College President Dr. Warren Hilton. This is one of those historic moments on our campus
1: that I think we want our entire campus even if they can't be in the venue to be able to watch it via news outlets, etc., and to live this historic moment with us all here in the community.
2: A plant in nearby Clay, New York, expected to create thousands of new jobs in the region. And let's be careful out there. The New York State DMV and DEC have issued a reminder that we're in prime deer and moose activity season, making them more likely to dart in front of your car. The University of Albany study says 41% of crashes in 2021 occurred between deer and vehicles in the span from October November and December. That goes double for Monroe County, which ranks second overall in New York State's top 10 counties for animal-related car crashes. Oneida County is fourth. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Wall Street closing with stocks mixed this afternoon as investors digested some disappointing earnings reports from major companies. Microsoft and Google parent company Alphabet both posted numbers that were concerning to some traders. Meantime, Harley-Davidson had a day of big gains after it beat expectations in its latest Earnings Report. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained just two points to 31839. The S&P 500 fell 28 points to 3830. The Nasdaq dropped 228 points to 10970. Ambassador Advisors, a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Details are available at AmbassadorAdvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.
0: Some ways of finding work are timeless, while others are definitely new. I'm Rob West with another MoneyWise Minute. One thing that hasn't changed is networking. 85% of jobs are filled without being advertised. So who you know can be on par with what you know. Let folks know you're looking. But what you know is still important. Look for ways to improve your skills whether you're job hunting or not. Many helpful courses are now offered online. One thing that's new is minding your social media, because prospective employers are watching. Never post objectionable material. A majority of employers say they found content on social media that made them eliminate an otherwise promising candidate. Those tips can help make your next job hunt a successful one. Discover the best Christian financial articles, podcasts, and videos by visiting our website moneywise.org or by downloading
2: Moneywise Biblical Finance from your app store. Coming up on the Five O'Clock Reports, the story of a man who would have made even this kid seem neat and tidy.
1: Pen you're the only person I know who can raise a cloud of dust in a snowstorm. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. The cold front bringing showers tonight. will be bringing cooler air by tomorrow and setting us up for more typical autumn weather heading into the weekend, which looks rather pleasant, otherwise fair and dry. The cold for tonight, though mainly cloudy, breezy with showers and low temperatures ranging in the 40s, cooler than recent nights. Noticeably cooler tomorrow compared to recent days. Morning clouds yielding to a sunnier sky, the high reaching the 50s. Then on Friday, partly sunny and crisp, high in the 50s, a little milder over the weekend with some sunshine expected Saturday and Sunday.
2: All right, thank you very much, Kevin Williams. Finally at five. Rubber ducky, you're the one. Ninety-four-year-old Abu Haji probably never had a rubber ducky or any other tub toy. The Iranian hermit who passed away recently had a most unusual distinction, emphasis on stink. Months before he died, he took his first bath in more than seventy years. Proclaimed the world's dirtiest man, it was superstition that drove him to stay bath-free. Convinced soap and water would make him sick. Ironically, he did die months after finally taking a bath, though. It could have been his diet. He was known to dine on the rotting carcasses of porcupines. Ow! So enter the world's new dirtiest man, a 67-year-old in India who hasn't washed himself in nearly half a century, based on a promise from a priest that keeping cruddy would somehow guarantee him a son. Well, still no son, and I'm guessing no girlfriends either. Time to wash my hands of this story. That's the world we live in for Wednesday, October 26, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.